Experiences from within the community. Assisting each other through awareness of embodiment. Examples created to showcase a foundation of living from soul. So here we are. This is a foundations episode that I'm really excited about because I feel like it's really going to hit a majority of everyone listening. And if you find this podcast by chance, this is the podcast that is meant for you. And I have a whole team of people here today. So I have Scott, I have Maddie, who you guys are going to start to learn more about as time moves on. And we have the amazing Carly over here to my right. And this whole episode is, you know, it's really the game. The game that we are programmed to live in, the game that we, you know, check the boxes off in, the game that we are all programmed and conditioned to live. And all of us, you know, if we look as we came into these bodies of forms and we came into this life, all of the sudden it's like you go through your high school, you go through your grad, and then it's like, what the fuck is next? And has any of us even sitting here and all of you guys listening, majority of us never really were given the option to even feel into what we wanted past that we were supposed to go to school. We needed to get a degree. We needed to start saving money. We needed to become adults and really needed to live our life instead of feeling our life. So as the journey goes for majority of us, we either went down the path of degrees, we went into corporate world, and all of a sudden you set the scene and you're sitting in that fucking cubicle or you're standing at the water cooler or you're selling something to someone and you're fucking blank eyes you can hardly breathe you're have the narration in your head and you're like i fucking how did i even get here i don't even want to be here i'm so scared to jump i'm so scared to leave the money keeps you there the programming keeps you there all of the sudden you kind of hit this point where you're like, I can't fucking do it anymore. And I know me, Carly and Maddie can really speak to that whole corporate journey. Scott had a little bit different as he was um, right away in the the workforce through, um, what would we call that? Being labor. Well, labor, <laughs> labor and being a dad, but corporate world almost keeps you trapped into this ever spiraling left and right spiral of you can't get the fuck out. So I'm going to start with Maddie and Maddie's had quite the journey. You know, Maddie, when I met her, I talk about it all the time. <laughs> it's my favorite story in the whole world is she came to probably the second nights with Coco and in comes this girl and she has lipstick on and she's in the corner in her corporate black suit outfit and I'm talking and I remember after I said to Carly I don't know there's this girl that in the corner she's fucking pulling at me all night either she thinks I'm a quack and fucking couldn't wait to leave or this was hitting her hard so as the story goes she's sitting next to me on my left so clearly it hit her hard she stuck around, she stuck stuck around. around. So at that point, um, Maddie was in corporate banking, and let's kind of talk about your journey. What, what, who were you, and what were you the day that you came to Nights with Coco? Like, what was your journey? You were in corporate. Yeah, Nights with Coco. Damn, that was <laughs> that was amazing. Um, yeah, full on. I was in a suit. I remember like my briefcase thing coming. <laughs> like, I came straight after work. I just remember like the jacket with like the logo, the embroidered oh, logo. Oh god, did you have a logo? Oh, yeah, 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 I did. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are coming to some <laughs> random girl's house 
<laughs> did you think I was a psychic? Like, what did you think? What was the pull that got you here? Coming from corporate world, the contrast, you had this whole hidden secret. Of who you were. <laughs> well, one of my uh, co-workers knew that I was into meditation. Okay. Um, and she was actually friends with uh, Shannon. Yeah, my sister. Carly's yeah. sister. And um, she had heard about the event that you guys yeah. were having. And she told me, she's like, hey, like, I know this is kind of maybe in your real house. Like, you should come, da, da, da. So I ended up going with her. Yes. Yeah. And you sat in that corner and what was the thoughts coming right off from work from such that programmed, you know, selling nine to five thing and you have this whole kind of hidden world <laughs> and now you're sitting in front of me. What was the thoughts that were coming through your head when I describe it as you were pulling at me, but what were you feeling? I was just like, holy shit, someone speaks my language. Yeah. Someone fucking understands what, what I'm feeling. Yeah. Like it was kind of like a, a breath of fresh air, like a, a relief in a way, um, because you're trapped, right? Like you were saying, like you're stuck, you don't know how to get out of it. And it's like, wow, someone, I don't know what I'm going to get out of tonight, um, but someone is fucking understanding what what's I'm going feeling. down, what's going down. And at that point, what was starting for you? You were already on your awakening. You were what I would call in the spiritual closet. So you're working yeah. this nine to five corporate job. But as I set the scene, you very much were trapped almost in that, you know, whether you had an office or a cubicle and you're having all these thoughts, your body's reacting, you're trying to break through into new things. Um, and what are those new things? Like, what is the cliff notes of that whole journey that led you up to get tonight's with Coco? Like, where, what changed? <laughs> you know, what brought you to this? Well, basically what had happened back in um, 2019, um, I ended up getting a new house, separated from my husband um, the year prior, like a, like the end of 2018. 2019, got a new house and I was like, who the fuck am I? Like I was traumatized from that. I'm like, I don't even know. I was looking in the mirror, had no fucking idea what I'm even doing. Where do I put the fucking, I joke about this, like the salt shaker. I was like in a turmoil spin about who I am. And I was like, Hey, I need to fucking do something for myself. This is the first time in my life that I need to make myself a priority. So 2019 um, is when I actually just started meditating. Yeah, that I went, was the gateway. Yeah, that was the gateway. I ended up going on a four-day course um, in Vancouver and then stuck with it, meditated every single day for 45 days. And then from there, it was like, and it was a requirement of me to, to keep moving forward, to keep being in the game while trying to elevate myself. Yeah, so at that point, you're basically in corporate, what I call world, you know, you're checked off your boxes, you have the degrees, you're, you know, rising to the top externally, you know, you have all the labels like top banking, correct? Top commercial banking, doing all the things. Yeah, right? yeah, no, I was I was recognized as top 1% of, of um, the company out of 80,000 employees. And actually, I don't have a degree based on other trauma, I ended up dropping out of school. Um, but it was like, starting out as a basic teller and then I was an account manager and then like getting all of these certifications and whatever to be able to to move manage up. the bank and then move up and then I was in, in commercial banking recognized as one of one of the best but in the, at the on the flip side of that I was like 
who who am I outside of all of these labels? Like it just it's there's that piece of you that realizes this isn't it. Yeah. And Carly, you can really explain parallel the same time, the same summer of 2019. We have Maddie in corporate banking over here. Then we have Carly in a high stress, high sales job. And what was the moment for you when you realized and you looked around and saw the illusion of what corporate is? Well, for me, beyond like my body started breaking down, that was just one of the, the main physical aspects. But I would be sitting in my cubicle on let's just say it was like May 1st coming off of like a record-breaking month prior and all of a sudden everything I had done the month before didn't mean anything Mm, yeah all of a sudden I was at the top I was at the top I was at the top come the first of the month oh now we gotta double what you did last month even though it was record-breaking and if you don't well everything you've done means nothing and so in that point when I'm sitting there I'm like then what like why why am I doing this Mm mm-hmm what am I gaining from this other than stress and in that point headaches where I'd actually book out a freaking boardroom just to sit in the dark for 20 minutes? Yeah, and at that moment, and I was mentoring Carly at that time, one of the biggest fears that then happened is what's crazy is when me and Scott went and got our bank account for the company, we were sitting in there and I thought, oh God, there's Scott. <laughs> he's freaking percolating and he's looking over away from him in the corner and there's a salt mask. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, for oh, fuck's no. sake, Don't here we it. go. Here we go. Here we go. Austin is dead silent and Scott's like, can I ask you a question? What made you get that salt lamp? I don't think I asked it that seductively. Seductively? I mean, I could have. But what was amazing is the guy turned around and nobody had ever asked him that. And he goes, well, I have to de- um, decline a lot of loans. And I thought that that would help me with the stress. And I thought that was so profound because I'm like, everybody in corporate world knows how fucking shitty it is. Literally, they do. They're Let's in, be honest. It, it's the They're badge. in denial. No, but yeah. it's a badge for them as well. Because I remember going to uh, different like uh, networking events in town, and mm. when they would ask what I do, I'd be like, oh, I'm a sales manager for a tech company here in town. And they'd be like, oh, wow, like tech girl, so much, such high stress. Like, how do you do it? And I'd be like, oh, you know, you just, if when it's meant for you, you just kind of do it and you get good at it. And like, you wear it as a badge of honor being like, look at what I can handle. Mm-hmm. But you're not handling it. That's the, that's the facade that everyone is trying to uphold here. Yeah, and then you're sitting there trapped in that office, and then here comes Coco and Scott and fucking rock your world about a, you know, asking you about the Himalayan salt lamp, and then Scott's talking all of a sudden about, like, there's a better way to live, like, you know, all the things, and maybe you want to be, you know, a brain surgeon, or you want to do this, and he's just, like, shook, because we're also, Scott's also getting the downloads, but it's crazy how we think, keyword think, we can't escape that internal spin. And we are constantly waiting for someday. We constantly think that the external has to provide for us. And if we are in corporate, if we are living that life, then everything's going to be okay. And here's the thing, corporate is going to exist, the game is going to exist, 3D is going to exist, but majority of you guys listening to us right now, you wouldn't be listening if you weren't doing the flip. So corporate, if you're in it or in any type of job, it's pinging at you. And the reason why you don't move yourself from that and you don't take the action to do all that comes down to one thing, and it comes down to fear, and then it comes down to lack. So everybody always thinks 
that they can't do it because they got to wait for someday. And Maddie's a real house and really talking about that because first of all, she sold everybody on someday. So <laughs> I kind of want you to like open up the can of worms there on, I really live my life from feeling. So like I know credit cards, loans, all the stuff is fucking fake. It's illusion and it's there to keep you trapped and none of it matters. But so many people have a hard time seeing that past the illusion that it is. So let's talk about that. Everybody mm -hmm. wants to live the line life. Everybody wants to jump like Carly did out of her corporate job. And yes, Carly's even had her journey of getting out of clown college and realizing, you know, I could save all the amount of money, but mm -hmm. that's just going to fucking feed my lack because I'm still in control. Mm -hmm. So let's kind of break down the control of money and the illusion of money and the illusion of fear and jumping and thinking that you have to have something external in order to even change your life. And you've jumped. And now when you meet people, you've completely flipped your entire life over and you tell people what? You're retired. I'm retired. <laughs> and why do you tell people that? Tell us the story of that. Yeah, I, I started saying that because when you when you leave a job or when you decide to make another um you choose something different than what you're currently doing people they're always well what's the next thing right like what mm. is the next thing and i always say like i'm retired because there is no next thing people don't understand how to just be so it's really just it kind of opens up the can of worms mm -hmm. of like well shit you look like you're like 20 how are you how are you retired? Meanwhile, the people that are asking me this, they're like, you can see it in their eyes. Mm -hmm. They're stressed. They're tired. They're like confused. They're shook. They're like, why can you have it? And I can't. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm not, I'm not special. I'm not any different. And I always tell people that, um, just like look at it's it's all a choice. You're, you've created this life. And now, you know, if your body is speaking to you, it's for a reason. It's the compass. It's the, it's the navigation system of your life when, when your body's telling you something different. So when you're stressed, when you're feeling like I, and then going back just a little bit to what we were saying before, like people used to come to me, um, specifically to my office, like secretly from all the other, <laughs> all the yeah. other like hidden, coworkers. Hidden spiritual just, closet. Just, the yeah. speakeasy of yeah, the, yeah. the bank. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, they would come to me like, how are you so positive? Like they want to know more about meditation. They're tired. They're, they don't know like what they're doing, but they know that I'm into it. Cause I started to get a little more vocal about like what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and it's just every single person can live this life. There's nothing, there's nothing special about well, it. Well, everybody's so scared to, to jump and to do it because you have to see it to believe it. Yeah. So if you're not saving, if you don't have the mutual funds, if you don't have the fucking plump bank account, if you don't have the credit cards, if you don't have the, um, you know, their, the, the, the commodities, the assets, then who the fuck do you think you are to just fucking quit your fucking corporate America, high paying job or any job at that fucking point And, birth outside of you what I call the vault because everything that you have is inside of you the currency that you need is inside of you and it's maintained and it's obtained at a higher frequency right. so Maddie is very much you know the living proof and I mean everybody's sitting here but very much her coming from the corporate banking world of the illusion of the external vault 
And so I love the whole story where you're like, yeah, we used to fucking literally sell to everybody for someday. What is someday, you guys? Someday is fucking fear. The banks, the jobs, the careers, they're selling you for fucking someday for your two-week fucking vacations. Yeah. Well, the thing is, too, when someone comes in to the bank, they sit in your office as the advisor, you see the fucking checklist. You have a checking account, savings account, credit card, credit line, you have a mortgage, you have, or maybe if you don't have something, um, any of those quote unquote products, then it's like, as the advisor, we're supposed to say, okay, you don't, you're not, you don't have everything you need. Mm-hmm. So let me sell you this. And they, they call it that too. Like it is a product. It's yes. a product. Like take yes. that in. That's hitting me right now. That's hitting me right now. It's a fucking product. Your bank account, your mutual funds, your saving is a fucking product in the game to give you a false sense of fucking security to keep you trapped in a left and right spin that you can't do anything unless the external is around you. Well, you guys, the the bank is a business. What Period. do businesses do? They want to make money. That's mm-hmm. the only reason. We're not in the, the whole like thing about fear. Like, And I've said this before. Um, we're not in, I say we're like, I'm still there. The bank is not in the business of like repossessing a home. It's Mm -hmm. a, it's a scare tactic. It's Mm -hmm. to make you afraid. They're in the business to make money, Mm -hmm. right? So the products and services that they provide to you is for them to ultimately make money. It's, 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 yeah. and, And I love that so much because that goes back to like mine and Scott's journey, because we always say, you know, the one percenters over here that have really done what a large majority of people are terrified to do. We've had cars repoed, you know, we've let credit cards go. We really are the most freest people alive because nothing fucking scares us. I remember, you know, when we were going through it and I was, Carly was sitting there and I was like calling bills in order to like break them up into payment plans. And Carly, who has only ever paid a bill in full in her life was like, what? I had no idea you could do that. No idea because she's no idea. like, she played the game well. Like she was... <laughs> Very much like that checklist with her Mm -hmm. finances and the whole entire thing. So me and Scott are kind of the disruptors in the way where we come into the game, we use the game, but then we're like, we are not scared of the illusion of the game. And Scott always tells the story about when our car got repoed and then they called you within, what, two weeks, not even a week. And asked you to buy it back. Yeah, like 50% of At 50% of what off. Of and what wait, I so you got a discount after? Yeah. yeah, so Scott says, why the fuck would anybody do this? <laughs> everybody knew this and everybody would let their fucking car go mm-hmm. so that I can buy it at fucking $10,000 versus twenty. Mm-hmm. Like, wake up world. Yeah, because the this, bank didn't want the car. The bank doesn't they want it. They just wanted the loan. Wait, what we, and it costs them money to probably have yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's so amazing is it's like you have this freaking checklist to the external world. Like Maddie said, who is I without all this stuff? I was the top percentage in court commercial banking. Boom, boom, boom. All the successes. I have the house. I have everything. But then here you are fucking lying to yourself, sitting across from somebody, telling them that they need a fucking bank account for someday when internally your body is screaming at you being like, really, bitch, you don't fucking need that bank account. That's a fucking lie. It's a lie. All of it is a lie. And it's so unreal when you're trapped in that game and you really just feel suffocating. You feel like you can't get out because the game around you does everything to keep you there. 
Well, exactly, because when you're in the game, you are then set up to rely upon the game. Yeah. And that's how you stay within it. Yeah. Well, and then also, too, what's coming to me is, like, the breadcrumbs, right? Like, if if you're starting out with... The rewards. Yeah, the rewards. (laughs) But, like, you're starting out in a company, you know, you get the two weeks vacation. But then if you're there for five years, then it's up to three weeks vacation. Mm -hmm. And then if you're there for ten years, maybe you get six weeks vacation. Just to fucking string you along long enough to be like, I'm just there a little bit longer. Um... I'll, I'll get more freedom. Yeah. Well, what are you actually getting? Because the majority of people, um, when they when they get to that level, like 10 years in, they have six weeks of holidays. They're so fucking... Sick. They're so sick. Well, <laughs> they're working so hard that they... They want. They don't even have the time because the workload is so mm-hmm. much. Because to, that's to what they're even so used take, to. To even yeah. take the vacation, so then they end up rolling it over to the next year, mm-hmm. and then what does that do? Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it's it's a slippery slope. That's how you rely upon it. It's like you dig a little deeper, a little deeper, a little, little deeper. And now you're in the habit of doing like exactly. 50, 60 hour work weeks uh-huh. because that's what you've known because you're kind of like, I'm going to work hard and get that promotion. Mm-hmm. You know, if I keep working hard, I'm going to get that, that raise because I need the bonus because I want to buy the house. And, and talking now about I've got that. a bigger house. Now I need to keep working harder because I need to get the next level mm-hmm. of bonus. And mm-hmm. that's... It's the game, you guys. This yeah. is the matrix. Every time you get to that next level of the game, it's never what you think it is people. no you get no. that promotion and then you then you have more responsibility getting paid less like i remember when i was working for a, like a large retailer i don't know if we're gonna say their name and i they're like now you get to be the assistant store manager that was the worst job in the whole freaking store <laughs> you mm-hmm. got paid you the least amount for what you were doing and you had the most responsibility mm-hmm. but yet i had the title Mm-hmm. Of assistant store manager. Yeah, and you could go out into the game. You mm-hmm. could go out into the world, and they'd be like, "Hey, Maddie, what do you do?" I yeah. was so proud. Yeah, I was so oh, like you, you could the, hide behind it. The yeah. the label was like it made me feel like I belong because the types of people that I was interacting with, mm-hmm. they had their title. So if I didn't have you know a decent title, then it was like like what am I without that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy, and that's what feeds off of our wounds, you know. And this is why so many people stay in the matrix for so long and and wait for someday because they can't get past what's right in front of them, and they can't get past the high that the external gives them because they don't believe, even though their body and everything inside of them is screaming that there's a better way to live. And if you look at what we're talking about, this as a whole is the matrix. When we talk Mm -hmm. about the matrix in the game, I mean, it is this to a fucking T and then you have to flip, flip it all around to live from soul where your vault and everything comes outside of you. But in your case, Maddie, all of a sudden, and I mean, Carly, I mean, even me, I mean, even Scott, but all of us, especially in corporate America, when, or America, I'm sorry, but <laughs> North America, North America <laughs> corporate anywhere, when you're in corporate as a light being, there's only so long you can honestly take mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're in corporate, you found this podcast for a reason because your body and the codes and everything led you here. And this is the sign that it's time to wake the fuck up and hear the voices of all the people who are living it and have flipped their life. Even though it has been scary and we don't exactly know the how, I know that all of us sitting here would be like, we do it all over again because corporate keeps you stuck. Corporate is a wash, rinse between wash cycle machine. And I just really got to emphasize, you know, how it sucks the life out of you. And I love how Maddie was like, yeah, people came to me in secret (laughs) because everybody's feeling like shit. 
And isn't it crazy when you're in those cubicles and it's three o'clock and you're fucking like, I need another coffee. It's the I fog. The fog. Ugh. And just being around everyone who's so dense and you don't understand why. You don't understand why. You start blaming it on you. So then what did you do? I know that you started doing um, tips and tricks to like set your, what I call bookending your day mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. order to survive. Yeah. And this is kind of this podcast too, where it's like that, that feeling of I'm not alone and I'm not crazy. Well, yeah. And like what I was going to say too, sorry, Maddie, before you, you start speaking, but it's like you're sitting in your cubicle in this fog at three o'clock and you look around and everyone's feeling the same way. So you think it's normal. (laughs) You think that that's how, that means that everyone's been working so hard. We're so successful because we're all dead by three. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, tangent. Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, so you had to start doing stuff to, to change, to manage your days. Yeah, so people think, people look at my life now and I tell them my story and they think I just quit my job. Yeah. I didn't just quit my job. So like you're saying, I started um, a year and a half ago uh, or like prior to me leaving, um, bookending my days in the sense that I woke up at 4.30 in the morning every single day, 4.30 to 6.30 um, was my time to really, to do my meditation to say, say yes to me, do the thing, like listen to, um, a, or watch a YouTube video on spirituality or like I was kind of navigating, trying to fill myself with things that made me happy. I would like have dance parties in front of the mirror, like generating the feelings that I wanted to feel because I knew, um, 6.30 to 7.30 came, I would get ready for work. 7.30, I'd start to drive to work. Eight o'clock, I wouldn't stop until yeah. 10, 12, 16 hours later, mm-hmm. right? And then knowing that my day would just take a hold of me, I'd have clients to serve. And this well, the and day that. would be human. The day would be very, very human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would be living for my weekends yes. so that I would be able to have more time for me because I knew the more and more I did the 4.30 to 6.30, I wanted more. I wanted to create my life. I wanted to start doing the things that that I wanted to do. Um, until one day, literally, my body. Well, actually, a, f- a month before I ended up um, leaving, my old mentor from personal banking. She ended up passing away. Or she, her retirement party was set for Friday. She died on Monday. And I'm like, what the fuck? What are we doing there? Mm-hmm. What are we doing this for? you know, a magical fucking number to appear on your computer screen. Yeah, let's just take that in for a moment, (laughs) you guys. Like, there's somebody who is living for Sunday, collecting the pension, doing the bank accounts, having the checklist, doing everything fucking quote-unquote right in the game, and here's the party that you wait for fucking, you know, what, 40, 50 years in or whatever the number is to fucking die, yeah. Like if that doesn't hit you, what you just said, like that, I feel like that was a big marker for you. Huge. That was where you were like, that oh. was the TSN turning point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what am I waiting for? Yeah. Like, what am I, why am I waiting to live the life that I want to, to live? Um, so it was, I think literally about a m- three to four weeks later, a month later, my body, um, legit was like, I physically can't pick up the phone yeah. to call a client. I can't go into work. We it had COVID had just started or like a month in, so um, it was like chaotic and and clients um, 
were calling in their businesses were like don't know what to do chaos was happening and i'm like i'm choosing this i'm choosing to put myself yeah. in this mm-hmm. environment why the fuck am i choosing this mm-hmm. when i know you know those 4 30 to 6 30 mornings where i'm fucking you're feeling the glimpse top of the of your top of the world mm-hmm. right and i'm like why am i even why am i doing this so literally my body was like it shut the fuck down um and i'm like i can't do this and i ended up calling my boss it's funny called him and was like i need so i need to take some time away he's like oh uh, uh, do you need like a day a weekend i'm like yeah we'll just see how it goes <laughs> call me in a month bye yeah and then the snowball came and what is really really important about what maddie just shared is i had known her at that time you know, I'm not, she had been starting sessions sporadically at that point. And I remember getting a DM from her being like, I'm out of my job. And I'm like, what the fuck? And honestly, that was when everything changed for her. That is when she finally said yes to me. And that is when all of a sudden I love, love, love what she said, that what pulled her out was the marker of that death But the second thing was the action that she started to take dabbling into Mm -hmm. the unseen, into the fact that there's something more. So just that two hour feeling of there being something more was the grain of salt that got her to be like, I can't fucking do this anymore. And that's what I always talk about is it's like the pain of the past is fucking far worse than, you know, the unknown of of the future when you have just a slice of kernel where you feel it. And I know you were exactly the same because Carly started with me in 2018 and the summer of 2019, she was being very linear and being like, I need to save $10,000 before I quit my job. Where did I get that number from? What was $10,000? Programming. (laughs) Programming. Programming. You probably, she probably calculated her rent or her bills. For sure. You know, but Carly had the exact same thing where all of a sudden she had her day pick. She was going to give her notice. You know, she had her um, blog. I was going to say. Yeah, her blogging was going to turn into her full time. And then one day I get a random text and she's like, I fucking quit. And I was like, what? And that's the power of it. Because it's like all of a sudden you can plan. You can think your way about how it's going to look like. But then one day you're just like, I can't fucking do it anymore everything else doesn't matter it doesn't matter and how that appears to you you know you're not even really you could never even think it up and I, I go back to Scott too I remember when he was getting out of rigging and that was those brutal long hours and high high paying job Mm-hmm. high paying job so the money really kept him in the spin and i can see him in our old place standing at the fridge and he's like what the fuck i can't live like this anymore mm-hmm. i can't live not knowing what day is up what's going on i have nothing to talk about to my kids yeah i have all this fucking money that i'm making but what the fuck does it even matter he's like i don't even have anything to show for it because on my day days off i'm so excited to fucking breathe and do something that i blow all this fucking money Mm -hmm. so what the fuck is sunday for what the fuck is all this for and now we're in a fucking world where everybody's waking up to this and I feel really strongly that last year in 2020 in 3D with COVID, that was the greatest gift that the world was ever given, mm-hmm. truly. Because, mm-hmm. Scott, you've also educated me in a lot. You read on Reddit how people are like, why the fuck would I ever go back to my corporate office job when I've been working at home for a year and breathing that air and seeing that there's a better quality of life than the one that I've been living? 
You know, that's mm-hmm. the narration that's going on out in the world right now. The commute back and forth, like yeah. that's an extra hour, two hours tacked mm-hmm. on to your work day. Being in that actual physical energy mm-hmm. with everybody who hates their fucking life. Yeah. That's literally, like, let's talk about that for a moment. Is literally nobody fucking questions it when you're sitting in that office building with 30, 40, a bank or whatever, <laughs> and everybody internally is miserable. Let's be honest, reflect back, all of you listening, all of us, when you worked or you are working those jobs, who the fuck, when you looked around, was truly happy and not putting a rhinestone on a fucking turd? Well, what's really interesting (laughs) is where I work, every Friday at 3 p.m., we had Friday beers. Mm. When beers and alcohol is your good time and your reward for your week, (laughs) what does that tell you about how everyone's living their life? Mm -hmm. This tells you corporate's keeping you drugged. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Because we're all zombies come Friday at 3 p.m. And nobody, and nobody questions it until you're out of it. No, it was, really. that was great. That was the reward. Everyone was excited for Friday at 3 p.m. But now looking back, it's like, but why did that even need to be a thing? Mm-hmm. Or looking from this higher state of being, you're like, wow, what the hell <laughs> is even going on here? Yep. So I kind of want to go back to the whole like money situation. Because as mm. you can see, we've really put the spotlight on corporate life, on job life, on the breadcrumbs, on the rewards, you know, the game as a whole. That honestly, at any other point in my life, I would have been shocked listening to this podcast because <laughs> I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I mean, I honestly, that sounds great. Yeah, but, I, but I didn't see it because I thought, keyword thought, that this was success. Yeah. I thought that this was living. Mm-hmm. I was quote unquote horny to have that label. I wanted to be the head of, you know, PR and, and fashion relationship relations for huge companies. Like that to me is you made it. Right. And then mm-hmm. you hear the narrative from your parents and everybody else is being like, well, everybody fucking hates their job. Mm-hmm. That's life. That's life. Like, you, I mean, you got, how are you going to pay the bills? Exactly. You got to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. everybody hates their fucking job. If I mean, to this day, my parents still fucking say that. And now what happens is now my parents will say to me, I don't care what the fuck you do as long as you're making money and you're happy. And I'm like, it always goes back to money, <laughs> money, 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 money. And happiness is tied to money. Everything in is the, tied in to that money. narrative, yeah. right? So let's talk about money. Now, this is all great and daddy. I know you guys are saying this where you're like, oh, yeah, great, Coco. We hear you. You know, we feel it. We get it. But, 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 but I have a mortgage. But I have fucking kids. But I have bills. You don't understand. I can't just let my credit cards go. What about my credit? What about this? Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. Bullshit. You, like Maddie said, have a fucking choice. And the choice is to get out of the illusion of the game. The game is what you're fucking talking about. The game is talking through you when you say, but yes, I get that credit is all wonderful and everything. But as somebody who has no credit, I have a pretty good life. If you look around my house, how does I have a good life? I fucking pay in cash with what I fucking desire or what I feel I is a hell yes for me instead of buying it to fill my fucking hole. There's intent. There's intent. Because Mm -hmm. let's be fucking honest, and I'm going back to when me and Scott were in Paris, I remembered saying to him, thank fuck we didn't have a credit card, because I would have impulse buy and filled my hole and bought all these things, and then you're going to sit across from me and be like, but Coco, I can't jump because I have credit cards and I have debts and I have this. Well, then we go back to Carly, who's like, 
well, I fucking racked up my credit cards going to Target every fucking weekend because uh-huh. I hated my life. So that's where the look at the layers upon the layers upon the layers. We say the fucking excuses that were created from the wounds and from the fucking pain and the fill holing of fucking hating our life. <laughs> that all just keep us trapped in that game. Yes. Uh-huh. Because uh, hopefully, hopefully Maddie talks about it here as an, another example because I know we have talked about it is like when you jump and you choose you, you're supported. Cause, so you jump. Oh. It's you jumped magic. and they gave you that time off. Yeah. And then yeah. you rate as, because we talked about this in floating around in the pool, is you took the time off and just as you were starting to go back. Yeah. You were like, okay. Yeah. You were, you were flipping, flopping between like quitting or what you were going to do. The, Tell that story because that's just another example for people of like how you're supported. Yeah. Before she, before she talks about it, I kind of want to preface it is it's. What I always say, there's a boulder in front of you and everything that you want is trying to hit you and get you, but that boulder's there. So once you start saying yes to you, you're like, what the fuck? You can't make this shit up. And it's easy. It's easy. It comes easy because all of a sudden the boulders just keep moving and moving and moving and then you're just like, <laughs> you're all of a sudden like where Maddie is or where we are and we're like, what is even happening? Because yeah. now you are not in the game, you're off the game, but it all starts with that one second of courage and and that pain of your body and your life to get to to what we're talking to about to bliss so so maddie take it away of how that journey yeah went so, for you so initially so my mentor had died i my body couldn't take it anymore i was like i called my boss i'm like i need some fucking time off um ended up going on a leave of absence that time had come up and it was basically how long was that leave of absence just so people kind of have like a roundabout Oh. Not that it really matters, but just like... Um, yes, was, they can understand. Yeah. It, was, uh, f- it was four months. Okay. It was four months away. Um, it was in month-by-month month sequences, but yeah. I was like, I yeah. can't go back, I can't go back. Anyways, the time was like, okay, the game, insurance, was like, you got to go back. Like, the time, you're, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you, yeah. You, you've, we've given you as much time... We're giving you yeah. as much time as you the can have. The game is like, you dumb bitch. Time to go back. Get back in there. Get back in the factory. Put your time in. Right? Yeah. So it was like, what am I going to do? And I was, I was like, so, I was still conflicted because the narratives of, it's not logical. I'm going mm-hmm. from a six-figure salary to, to, to how am I going to pay my bills, yeah. right? My mom is like... What are you like? What are you gonna do now? You can't just quit. What about the pension? What about oh, this the pension? Yeah, like what about all of these things? So I was really wavering back and forth um, on on what to do next. And I remember that the night before I had a meeting with my boss. Um, basically, I, I made the decision. I'm I can't go back. I'm telling him I can't go back. I made that decision. I went to bed, and then which we call full surrender. Full, okay, she surrendered surrender. to the yeah. unknown being like, I don't know how, I'm not I don't know how, this is very important, mm-hmm. but I know that I can't go back to that way of being. Because that feels right. That feels right for me back. to not go back. Yeah. Correct? Yes. 100%. There we go. So she surrenders. Full surrender. Um, don't know how. And that went to bed that night. The next morning, 8.30 in the morning, got a phone call from the hospital. Got chills. <laughs> <laughs> so for those for so for those of you who don't know, um, I back in 2014 was in a surfing accident. I had some hardware put into my ankle, um, and for the past 
I don't know, since 2017, I'm like, I have been having this nudge. I need to get it out. I need to get it out. Called the surgeon back in October prior. So October, 2019 to say, Hey, I need this out of me. Um, and how fucking convenient the hospital calls me. I was put on a wait list back then. Hospital calls me 8.30 that morning. We have a date for your surgery. Now I can feel a lot of people saying, well, it's surgery. Like, how is that a good thing? No, it means that, yes, I needed to get this done, but now I'm financially supported because my leave of absence just continued. So my conversation with my boss wasn't a matter of, oh, I'm leaving. Um, It was a matter of, okay, well, this is the next, this is what just came up in my life. And I'm not coming back. I'm not, I'm coming, not back. coming back because I'm having surgery. It literally makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, okay, we'll go have your surgery and we'll talk about it once you're healed from that. And then I was fucking like, great, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. So then you went through that whole journey and then she just keeps saying yes and yes to her yourself. And then you came up recently. I know at some, at some point in this year where you finally just like it was done. Yes, 100%. It wasn't a, it wasn't a like fearful wavering like how how am I going to tell my boss, you know, that I don't want to be there anymore? Like it it wasn't any narr- it was like full on confidence. I'm solid in my light. I know who I am and it's and it and the conversation was so like easy. Easy. It was it was a very light narrative. It was like, yeah, this okay, this is the job you have offered to me now that I've been off for um, over a year. And I'm like, eh, yeah, that doesn't resonate with me. And I'm done. I'm done. I'm retired. And he's like, Chuck, what are you, what, <laughs> you're retired? No, you can't retire until you're like 50. So you're, re- you're um, handing in your resignation. I said, no, no, I'm retired. <laughs> yeah. And what is really amazing about this is just the glimpse of showing what saying yes to yourself means. So now Maddie's in this stage right now where she is flipping her whole life around and she very much is going to be somebody um, in the higher frequencies that is the pillar of light for people in corporate where she can go in and kind of be that light in a dark room where people no longer are coming into her office in secret. <laughs> They're coming, going to come to her in the world and really you know, she's going to be that hand to kind of pull them out of corporate. And that's where she's working towards. And that's what I'm mentoring her on. And then she has a whole other um, beautiful artwork that she's working on birthing out. But that is how Maddie's going to provide for herself in ways that you guys and us and everybody can't even imagine just by saying yes to yourself. So what I always say too, with Carly and with Maddie, who came from corporate, I said, I say to people all the time, when you wonder how you're going to provide for yourself, you put good time in in clown college to then flip yourself around to do have those resources, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that's what a lot of people need to hear is when you do jump out of clown college, especially if you put in some time, because let's be honest, majority of people aren't 18 listening to this. Mm -hmm. You know, you're in your 30s, maybe in your 40s or whatever the case may be. You've put some time into the checklist. So you might have all the things we're talking about Lines to, of credit, yes, to support funds. you and help you play the game, but also seeing it as the illusion that it is and not getting attached to the fact if that balance goes up or goes down or what the case may be. And that's the fucking work where mm-hmm. me and Scott are very much the opposite and we don't have anything from the game. And our work is to not be pulled down for the fact that we don't have anything in the game. Well, that yeah. was for me, that was a big thing. Um, like, 
I had a lax spin for a little while. Yeah. And I'm like, why the fuck do I have a lax spin when I actually do have all the savings and I do have access to a ton of credit? Mm-hmm. And and it's just because I didn't want to dip into it because for whatever reason. The programming. Because we're told not to. Yeah. Because it's meant for emergencies and I need to actually be generating um, a consistent income, you know, to get the paycheck every two weeks that like rattled me that I wasn't going to have a paycheck every two weeks. But like, why am I having a lax spin? Like I'm hundred percent provided for. And I planned it that way. Mm-hmm. And that's what everybody needs to hear too, is you have the blueprint of your life to plan it that way. And I know I want to briefly touch on that. The whole money thing is like Car- Carly has the lax spin with hoarding, where she is <laughs> hoarding her money, where she has to see it in her bank account yeah. Yeah. or she can't have, I don't know. You can speak on that. What your things were credit cards. Maybe well, I don't like, really let's know. Let's just say like me and lack would be having like $1,500 in liquid cash in my checking account at all times. Yes. That was me being broke. Yes. It yes. wasn't that I had $0. So I yes. would hoard money and be like, no, I can't go to Starbucks because then I'll dip down, you know. Yeah, in, yeah. In you cents. have to have a certain number in your bank account and that's all 3D. That's mm-hmm. all the matrix. That's all that as it's all the lack of trust that you got this inside of you. So I kind of want to bring this together and just really kind of hit the nail here of now what it means sharing all of this awareness of the matrix, sharing all of this getting out of corporate, sharing the money, but what does it actually mean to birth it out of you? And what that means is what we've just talked about in corporate, how Maddie, how Carly, how me and Scott, how everybody have kind of lived when we're in the game, that's a frequency. Okay, and that's a fucking frequency (laughs) that goes left and right and it spins laterally and it's very linear. Okay, that frequency, the game is linear. So it's save X, Y, and Z, wait for someday, look at fucking year 2025 and work backwards. Okay, like everything is like, Maddie, I can see her selling being like, okay, so in 2025, your kids are graduating. (laughs) What what do you see? Where do you see yourself? So so let's look, let's work back linearly. Like take that in. Is that not making everyone else's body feel fucking gross? because I feel gross (laughs) it's like so many timelines so many choice moments could happen between now and 2025 aka COVID literally yeah this past year didn't teach you anything it's that right the world can change on a dime and what it should teach you and what all that we're saying should show you is that the banking system all the institutions and everything are a fucking business they're old they're corrupt and they're collapsing and the bank is inside of us and the bank inside of us is a frequency thing so when you all of a sudden say yes to you, like all four of us are, you move up into a higher frequency where you don't live on knowing the how linearly, you feel it inside of you and you make decisions from a hell yes for a hell no and all of the sudden highways of timelines start to converge, okay? All of a sudden you're fucking Maddie in Dubai. <laughs> like, how the fuck did I even get here? I don't even know because she raised her frequency so much and then things externally through action start to birth out of her okay to support those decisions exactly to support those decisions you're able to stay in your homes and purchase real estate and do things in ways that the world can't even imagine because you have an entire vault that then bursts out of you and currency comes 
from within. I know it sounds unbelievable, but it's happening. And then what happens, and this is like new information that I know is happening, banking becomes digital. It becomes in the form of, um, they're saying the word like cryptocurrency mm-hmm. and NFTs. NFTs, yeah. Yeah, like all these new things that are coming because all of this money that we're coming into because money literally is fake. fake. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like, that everybody take that in. Money is fake. Like, uh-huh. are we processing that? Money is fake. Why are you guys looking at me? I knew money was fake. <laughs> He's He's like, not, I knew that like four years ago. So I realized that when they were talking about like how they even came up with the dollar because everything used to be based on the gold. And then they said, mm-hmm. well, we're going to say this thing costs this much. And they started determining how things value because we used to just barter and trade. Money is that the middleman. That was a middle brief economic. Yeah, money is yeah. the middleman. Yeah, for it, bartering and trading of goods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do we need a middleman? Mm-hmm. Money is... Because we are in lack and we don't yes. have enough and we're we have to make sure we have more than enough because what if someone takes and we don't get 3d we don't get that amount anymore right it it's a competition because i need to make sure i have enough potatoes to make sure i get through the winter and if i don't buy all the fucking potatoes then all of a sudden i'm not going to have any fucking potatoes and we're going to die in the winter time yeah right that's where it comes from we go back far enough that's right where it comes from we just started hoarding food mm-hmm. to have more food so we can be more successful so we didn't have to like struggle yeah so money is fake but it lives inside of you. And I know it's hard for the human mind to wrap your mind around it, but if money is fake and it's just really at the end of the day energy, it's just like if you imagine it like a computer code, you have all of that inside of you to birth out of you. And the way money is going to appear to us is going to be quote unquote mind blowing. You know, you're going to walk into the kitchen one day and all of a sudden there's money. You know, all of a sudden you open up your bank accounts and there's money. You know, it might also come through that whole 3D sense, right? Where it checks show up at your place, whatever the case may be. It's going to be quote unquote out of this world because when you don't play in the game, everything that you need um, comes in an out of world manner. Does that make sense? In the game, you think it's impossible. You think you have to do everything linearly to be able to be provided for. But let me tell you this. There is a whole polarity to the world, okay, that does not want you to remember the vault inside of you. That does not want you to get out of the fucking corporate jobs. Because when you do, then holy shit, you disrupt what they've known all along. Do you think the wealth in the world, those quote unquote people don't know what I'm talking about right now? <laughs> like take that in. Well, that's their biggest fear. Yes. Right? Like that, like that's what keeps them up at night that people are going to figure this out. Yes. How easy <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. But this is why you have to get out of the spin this is why you have to be maddie you know and be like i can't fucking do it anymore and listen to your body and let me tell you it ain't fucking easy because the pole of the human and the opinions of what everyone else will say to you is absolutely it annihilates you Mm -hmm. carly went through with her dad you went through with your parents like people annihilate you it's everything it's it's the tricks to keep you back in in 3d right like everything pulls at you all at once and it is it is a very very hard hard thing so yes i tell people i'm retired but i also tell people like you know my full-time job is this yeah (laughs) because it is it requires that much dedication dedication um well your input then will produce your output so your input is working on you and your output then is your bank yes 100 percent. and how i kind of want to 
end all of this is talking about all of us sitting here on new earth all of you guys listening whether you are where we're at right now but you're on your way new earth does not operate even one fucking percent like the old hence why you know i i mentor carly and mentor people like fucking mess up your life get those bank accounts all of that that is not new earth and so you have to get so fucking uncomfortable but the rewards quote unquote is the bliss the joy the fucking Mm -hmm. freedom if you go back to maddie talking about who she was in 2019 what did she inherently want freedom she wanted to be here on a fucking thursday afternoon at two o'clock recording Mm -hmm. you know sitting at the beach doing the things that bring her joy raising her frequency so that she could birth out her fucking vault her purpose what she came here to be and actually have purpose and not be kept in a cage for fucking peanuts Mm -hmm. you know being like for someday you know and retired is such a good fucking label i love it because 3d can't understand it but when you say retired people say okay (laughs) (laughs) like take that in they say okay yeah right but if you said well you know i'm work, you know trying to say all the stuff we just said they can't compute it so you have one fucking word and me and scott he said this to me a couple months ago we were driving up to our house it was a beautiful evening and he goes look at our life he said we live in fucking Kelowna, which people wait for someday to move to because <laughs> this is where you retire here. okay mm-hmm. we live in a beautiful beautiful house with a beautiful view and to the outside world we seemingly do fuck all <laughs> seemingly do fuck all and scott looked over at me and he goes if this isn't the proof of what it means to live as a light, I don't know what is. Because on paper and to the outside world, we should not be living this way. And I really hope that this episode really, really hits you in seeing that there is four of us sitting here that can say that exact same thing, that living as a light takes work, it takes dedication, but every single day it's worth it because corporate is skeletor life (laughs) it's not a vibe it's it's not a vibe it's not and so maddie what would you leave the people with what do you have to say about your life maddie's going to be coming on grid here people you know even though she's like oh am i am i and she's really gonna be no she is she's gonna be that hand for corporate people where she can pull them out and give them that perspective help you the bridge help you the bridge right for somebody to really talk to and really give those practical practical information i know it's already set happening this is what happens when you're new earth maddie fucking told me stories about you know she's in her condo and somebody came to pick up jewelry and she all of a sudden gets the downloads and impacts and changes their lives that's what happens when you live from new earth so by choosing you you know i can hear all the narration where people are will say like oh that's nice that you guys can do that no fuck off you're being a victim you have a choice there's multiple choices on your blueprint what are you gonna do mm-hmm. right yeah it's 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 a matter of looking at your life like all the people you know that would come to my office secretly all the, like all the things those are the people that knew what i was into that were comfortable enough but imagine the millions and billions of people that yeah. don't have the courage or or can't or don't have the access maybe to find someone or even know it exists know it exists but they're feeling it they feel within their bodies like i'm just biding my time till the end like i'm just i'm just in the game until i fucking die and what they know that they were made for more and they just don't know how to do it and i'm here to help you understand how to fucking do it yeah 
Because we're, we're not special. That makes me emotional because it goes back to when I was in corporate and all I would say to everybody at 21 years old, I just want to be around people like me. Mm-hmm. And we're your people. We're your people. <laughs>